Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 187. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to keep Entrepreneur on Fire daily and for free. 99designs is the place for your logo, web, or merchandise designs for your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to get $99 of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Support Entrepreneur on Fire and go grab your free audiobook and 30-day trial today at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Larry Benet. Larry, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. I am ready to ignite. Let's go do it. All right. Larry's goal is to raise a billion dollars over his lifetime through his connections, business ventures, and social influence. He is a strong advocate for many charity organizations. He believes that we can and will change the world and solve the problems that plague so many of the people in the USA. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Larry, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business. We started an organization called Sang, the Speaker and Authors Networking Group. Um, several years back, we've had uh, numerous thought leaders. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, interesting things I like to say, I say on April 1st, 2007, I was selectively outsourced uh, from one of my jobs. Nice. And that, I, that's a nice way of saying I was fired or, or laid <laughs> off. And, uh, but what's interesting is, uh, as far as saying, we've been able to attract some of the top thought leaders in the world um, to speak on my, our stage and share their genius with their peers. And um, everybody from Tony Robbins to Jay Abraham, the famous marketing strategist, uh, Tony Shea from Zappos. But what's interesting is from Les Brown, the personal um, motivational speaker, to Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen from Chicken Soup for the Soul, to John Asaroff, who was in the movie The Secret, um, all these guys were like my mentors from afar. Either I learned from their seminars, their tapes, their books, what have you. So to have my mentors uh, as part of, as part of our networking group uh, and share their you know their genius and secrets over the years is that's been a real uh, real honor. And then you know on a personal note, I just uh, I'm known as the connector, and I just really go out every single day and uh, try to give back serve and help each other. And I know you were talking about a success quote before we started. And one of my favorite success quotes is the more you give, the more you receive. And I'm a real big believer uh, in adding value first to others. And um, one of the people that spoke on our stage a couple years ago, um, Peter Guber, who now owns the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Golden State Warriors, and he owns Mandalay Entertainment and Dick Clark Productions. But he literally flew like 24 to 30 hours, I think, via private jet on, uh, from wherever he was on vacation uh, to basically come to share maybe, maybe 30 minutes of a talk. 
at our event to close it out. But it's really about, I think, the more value that you add. You know, we were fortunate enough to help him later on uh, make his book uh, a New York Times bestseller. And basically, that's how I basically always live my life. You know, try to give back, serve others, get to know them, figure out what's important to them, and uh, see how you can help. So that's kind of, uh, I guess, that in a nutshell. Well, Larry, you've gone that motivational ball rolling with that great success quote. And I love that example you gave. Give Fire Nation one more example, down at the ground level, how you actually apply that mantra, the more you give, the more you receive. A couple of years ago, for example, take uh, Harvey McKay is someone I've learned, you know, I've, I've read his books, you know, The Great Swim with the Sharks and yeah. all, he's, he's had numerous best-selling books. As a matter of fact, I think he's one of the best-selling authors for business probably the last 25 years. Um, and I got wind through somebody at the, this is like probably two years ago or whenever it was, could have been three years ago now. But anyway, long story short, I, I got wind at the point that he had a new book coming out at the time. So I reached out to him in his office saying, hey, I understand you have a new book coming out. I would love to do whatever I can to support you. And at the time he was like, I, I really felt that he needed more access to the new Web 2.0, the new more in social media, like the, the superstars of social media. So he was, a, he was quite connected, but I don't think he was necessarily connected in that world. So what I basically did, I was actually in Hawaii at the time, and I was working on an event at the Sundance Film Festival to raise money for the homeless. And I literally got myself up super early, you know, 3.30, 4 in the morning, Hawaii time, and just try to carve out enough extra time out of my day where I could literally personally make phone calls and emails on his behalf to make introductions to superstars that had big lists. You know, right before we talked, you mentioned I think you had 150,000 downloads on this podcast. So I reached out to people that had big influence, big reach on his behalf. And so in the period, you know, in the area of giving back, I didn't have to go do that. It wasn't like I got paid to go do that. And I was incredibly busy at the time, I can tell you, uh, with a lot on my plate. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, he eventually, I think, came and, you know, he, he ended up uh, speaking or coming to our Sundance Thought Leader Summit. And then eventually he came and, and, and did a keynote address at our SANG conference. Uh, and then eventually he was kind enough to send me you know, like four Super Bowl tickets. That was like the first time I'd ever went to the Super Bowl as a result of helping him. So I really just believe it's all about you know, finding out what is important to other people and seeing if you can't help give or something of value to them around something that they might need at that moment in time. Man, that is just such a great message, Larry. And before we actually hit the record button here, we had a little pre-interview chat and you asked me what really made Entrepreneur on Fire unique. And I was explaining the fact that this is about the journey of our spotlighted entrepreneur. And that's you today, Larry. So we're going to move on to our next topic, which is failure. Take Fire Nation back to some time in your journey when you failed, when you really just faced a major obstacle or challenge that you had to dig deep to overcome and then share with us how you did overcome that. Well, you know, I mentioned in two, on April 1st, 2007, I said I was selectively outsourced. Did you think it was an April Fool's joke? I thought, I literally, <laughs> literally in the beginning, I did think it was an April Fool's joke. And uh, I found out it wasn't. They said, your services are no longer needed. And I'm sure people can relate. If they've ever had um, uh, a business or a lot of money that they had coming in, all of a sudden taken away from them. Yeah. 
So that was definitely an unsettling time at best. Um, and what's interesting is in a very short window, uh, the very next day, I called into a coaching call from Mark Victor Hansen. He was interviewing a gentleman named Alex Giorgio at the time who wrote a book called Type E Personalities. Um, and this gentleman had worked with a lot of entrepreneurs as well as a lot of entertainers. And I reached out to him the next day saying, hey, I would love to you know, hire you. And I found out he gets like five to 10000 a month. And I didn't have five to 10000 a month to get coaching at the time. And I had to get creative and resourceful. So I said to him, I said, hey, I love your message. I said, what can I do to at least get your materials? And I said, I've got some connections. I can open up some doors. You know, I made introductions to Nightingale Conan and some other people that I thought he could benefit from. And he was nice enough at the time to send me his program. Uh, and, you know, gave me some words of wisdom and a little coaching uh, in the beginning. And within uh, probably a couple of days of that, I got an email in my inbox from John Asaroff, who wrote, uh, who was part of The Secret, saying, hey, go watch this movie. And at the time, I was frustrated. I was angry, depressed. And um, I watched this movie, The Secret. It talked about focusing on the positive and what you want versus what you don't want. I'm like, okay, whatever. I go to an event. 15,000 people at this event and someone who I've never met in my life comes up to me saying, hey, you're dressed very sharp. Would you like to ask a question of Donald Trump? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to ask <laughs> Mr. Trump a question. So uh, I asked Mr. Trump a question. We had a good connection. The person after me asked a question and the question they asked Mr. Trump was, Mr. Trump, what are you going to do if you lost all your money? And Trump answers in Trump fashion, I'm going to be rich. That's all there is to it. Next question. And I had a light bulb moment. And my light bulb moment was, huh, I could go build relationships with anybody, whether it's the janitor, whether it's a speaker, author, thought leader, famous entrepreneur, or multi-billionaire. It's the same blocking and tackling. And so within a very short window of time, I was able to meet Sir Richard Branson, my all-time favorite entrepreneur idol. And uh, he was kind enough to provide me his private email. I was able to follow up with him and raise money for his charity. I met Larry King at another fundraiser. And about 60 to 90 seconds after the conversation, he invited me to breakfast. After breakfast, we followed up. I was able to raise some money for his charity. And then, again, this is all within a very short window of time. I was at another charity function, another event at the National Speakers Association. And I met a guy who used to be the 23rd wealthiest man in America. His name was Bill Bartman. But by the time I'd met him, he wasn't the wealthy, 23rd wealthiest guy in America anymore. He had lost his, most of his fortune. And I reached out to him saying I thought I could help him with some very strategic areas with his business. And I volunteered. I wasn't like trying to charge him at the time. But uh, that had a profound impact based on the way I think and, you know, I, I helped him get back up on his feet, and it was very helpful because in the beginning, all I wanted to do was have access to a self-made billionaire who is two-time National Entrepreneur of the Year, who is in the Smithsonian um, as one of the top 100 entrepreneurs of our time. And uh, so that, you know, a lot of these things happened, and I was able to kind of overcome um, and then one day I eventually got a call uh, from a gentleman named Stephen Pierce asking me if I can get Bill Bartman to go to this party at his house. And they had Tim Ferriss of the 4-Hour Work Weekend, Jay Abraham, the famous marketing strategist, and Harvecker, who wrote The Millionaire Mind. 
and all these famous thought leaders were there. I wasn't a famous author. I wasn't a famous speaker. I wasn't a famous internet marketer. And I asked myself, what could I do to get invited to that party? And so I decided I was going to facilitate helping him and, and helping the networking component. And it was, it was not something I'd ever done before, to be honest with you. But I, I felt I had the confidence and the ability to go do so. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I created speed networking for all these famous thought leader types. And after that, shortly thereafter, we uh, ended up starting Sang, um, a gentleman named Chet Holmes who uh, wrote a, an amazing book uh, called The Ultimate Sales Machine, yes. who was partners with Tony Robbins uh, before he passed away. And uh, anyway, so we launched Sang where we brought together a lot of these top thought leaders. So uh, what's interesting about the whole thing, and I'm sure a lot of the entrepreneurs listening can appreciate, sometimes your greatest uh, challenges ultimately become your you know, greatest you know, successes over time. And when I asked the executive why I got let go, he said I was doing too much networking. So when I, that, that's what I'm most famous for today. But then again, that's what I got fired for. It obviously was a calling of yours. You were just the networker. I mean, you got fired for networking. And that is just a really inspiring story that you really took us down to the ground level. You showed us what failure looked like and what you did to pick yourself back up off your feet. And you showed us that aha moment you had right at the beginning of that journey and where you took that aha moment too. So Larry, we want to continue to move into the future because you're just a really enthusiastic, passionate, driven guy. So I know you're having these aha moments all the time. Share with Fire Nation a recent aha moment you've had over the past year or two that you've really used to shape yourself into even more of a success and share with us how you were able to manage that. I think what's interesting is I'm always having a lot of aha moments because I get a chance to speak to you know some truly uh, remarkable thought leaders. Right. Um, but you know, I- I'll tell you this. Um, years ago, uh, I had a chance... Um, Seth Godin was one of the guys, and the founder of Travelocity was one of the guys, and Jay Abraham, the famous marketing strategist, was one of the guys. And I basically asked them, hey, would you guys be wanted, willing to go do a mastermind where I would you know, get them all on the phone once a month, uh, and then they could each pipe in once a month on you know, what they do with their genius and you know, share, because they're all brilliant in their own respective ways. And at the time, I think I went from having my own company and I lost everything I had and um, to having to take a job at that one point. But long story short, I never pulled the trigger on the mastermind. So then fast forward, um, I finally you know, was able, you know, and Jay Abraham, for example, although being one of my mentors, I've got a, a chance to really learn a lot from him in terms of the way I think, really thinking outside the box or what have you. Um, and, you know, saying it is really technically almost like a giant mastermind with networking and best practices. But what I finally did is I actually finally pulled the trigger and pulling together some like super, super entrepreneurs, super thought leaders together in a very small, intimate you know, environment. And what I've learned. So in, in my first year that we did this, I had uh, Jeff Hazlett, the former chief marketing officer of Kodak. I had a guy named Rick Miller who ran a $20 billion division of AT&T. I had Jay Abraham who was part of the mastermind group. I had a gentleman named Bob Bodine who, um, he wrote a great book called The Power Who. He's co-owner of the Texas Rangers. Anyway, the moral of the story is, uh, or, or the great lesson I can share is, whether you have uh, clients, prospects, strategic partners, what have you, whether you have a paid mastermind or an informal one, I am a big believer. This has been the best thing in terms of idea generation as well as relationship capital. 
um, created with this small group uh, of folks that I've gotten to know intimately over the course of a year. Um, and in our case, we would, you know, we met quarterly, but the point is you could do this, like I said, informally to surround. So one of the things now I, that I do now, when I go to events, I'll pull together five people that I really want to get to know better over a lunch, 60, 90 minutes, two hours where we can like mastermind with each other. And it's just a great way I found of, you know, building the relationships more effectively and then taking ideas and executing them to the next level for the business. Powerful. Larry, have you had an I've made it moment? When I had Tony Robbins, someone who's had such an impact on my life, right. uh, or a Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, uh, where I've, or Jay Abraham, where I've learned so much from them, where they were actually at my event, speaking at my event, I would say that was probably maybe, uh, I think I've made it, can stand back and uh, appreciate and acknowledge that moment in time. So as I've mentioned a few times throughout the interview, Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey, and as our spotlighted guest, Larry, are you enjoying your journey? The journey is a good word because, you know, sometimes you have the ups, sometimes you have the downs. Right. Um, it never goes 100% according to plan. Um, but what I can tell you is years ago, I wrote down, and I remember I was living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, and I wrote down things that I was good at. I was good at interviewing people, just like you're interviewing me. Um, I, I remember I wrote, I was really good at networking or going to live events. I really enjoyed those things. So I made this list of all the things that I enjoyed, that I was passionate about, that I was good at. And ironically, if I look back today, you know, I spend my time interviewing like remarkable people every single day. Um, I have the privilege of getting, you know, mentored by some of the best and the brightest on the planet. We put together events where some of the best and the brightest, you know, come, you know, which is a live event. And, and, you know, and I speak, you know, on amazing stages all over the world. So at that time, when I was just writing these things down to now, it's just an interesting journey from there to now. Um, and so I always tell people, find your passion, combine it with something you really uh, enjoy that you're good at, and hopefully it'll meet somewhere in the middle, and hopefully that'll be the sweet spot uh, of success for someone. So it, it has been that way for me. That is just great. And let's continue this journey that I've been finding fascinating up to the present moment. Share with Fire Nation a couple things that are really exciting you that you have going on right now. Well, I'd say I'm excited about a couple things. I'm excited about uh, you know, finally finishing my book. It'll be called Connection Currency, yes. the fastest way to get what you want in business and in life. And it'll be taking just the lessons that I've learned over the years on how to connect quickly with others and how to build trust and how to add value for others. So I'm excited about that. And, you know, I want to do more and more around the in the world around conscious entrepreneurs. So I just love you know, for example, I bought a pair of Tom's shoes. You know, they you buy a pair of shoes, they give away a pair of shoes. Um, and, you know, I love helping people that are just making a big difference in the world. And, you know, fortunately at Sang, we've been able to attract a lot of those people. You know, I just went to a charity function the other day. Uh, Cynthia Kersey, she created this Unstoppable Foundation. And she, um, I remember literally talking to her five years ago. When she was just, you know, trying to figure out should she stay a speaker or should she go into this um, work that would really move her uh, towards her passions. And that's what she's done. And, you know, there's, I think, 500 people at this dinner we went to. One of the guys that happened to be in my mastermind, for example, 
uh, Ken Cragen, who created We Are the World, he's done amazing things. And one of the things he talked about in my, one of my most recent uh, masterminds was he was having uh, this symphony at his house, and they were from the Congo, where they literally had absolutely nothing. And he was telling me Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and Lionel Richie and all these people were going to come over to his house. So when I asked him, I'm like, well, what do I have to do to get invited to that party? He goes, well, you, you would have to invite people that could stroke checks for $25,000. I was like, okay. And so one, you know, one of the people that I invited you know, stroked a check for $25,000, and they were trying to raise about three-quarters of a million dollars. But the, the point is, and you asked me what I'm most excited about, it's the ability of continu- continuously building a network, finding out what's relevant and important to people, and to getting to know the people better so I can make a bigger difference in their lives and the causes that they care about. And on that note, Larry, what is your true vision for the future? Where do you see Larry Benet down the road? You know, I think it's just doing more of the same. Um, I really enjoy dealing with entrepreneurs. I really enjoy dealing with top-tier thought leaders. And I I really hope that I can make a difference in terms of helping the homeless, helping our military vets, getting back up on their feet. So those are two, you know, things that I'm really super committed to. So to me, I, I see it'll just be connecting more people and making a difference, you know, connecting the dots, so to speak, whether in different business ventures or uh, helping the causes we care about the most. Well, getting the military vets off their feet is a cause very near and dear to my heart. So I'd love to stay in touch, Larry, and figure out how I can be of service in that area as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for serving as well. My pleasure. Okay, Fire Nation, we're going to quickly thank our sponsors who allow us to bring Entrepreneur on Fire to you seven days a week for free. If you love Entrepreneur on Fire, you will love the 100,000 plus audiobooks Audible has available in its enormous online library. Our guest is about to recommend an amazing book, and you can go grab it for free and get a 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. I have been an Audible member for years now, and there are a number of reasons they're the only place to go for audiobooks. Audible provides the best value, the best customer care, and the best selection of titles. Once purchased, you can download your choices and access them on your computer, burn them onto CDs, or upload them to iPods and other MP3 devices. So go grab an audiobook today and support Entrepreneur on Fire by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. 99designs is the answer to all your design needs. Do you need a new logo for your business? What about some sweet web design? We could all use some new infographics, Facebook cover pages, and banners. Incredible graphic designers at 99designs are waiting to help you out. They'll work on projects you define, and you'll assign the budget that works for you. There's a lot that goes into starting a new business. The paperwork, the legal considerations, personnel, and day-to-day operations— Get some help with the branding and marketing from people who know their stuff. At 99designs, you choose the best submissions for your project and give feedback until the results match your expectations. There's a 100% money-back guarantee, complimentary design consultations with a San Francisco design team for all your branding needs, and a stellar 24-7 customer support. 
Visit 99designs.com slash fire today for a $99 pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. So Larry, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? What was holding me back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, it's interesting. I've I've been an entrepreneur on and off over over the years, so I'd say, you know, maybe mindset kind of scenarios, Um, and then, you know, I think really probably just having the, the confidence to, uh, no, let's put it this way, knowing what I know now, it's really surrounding yourself with the right people. So even if you don't have the experience, just surrounding yourself with people that do, you can get anything done. So I'd say it was probably more of a mindset thing and kind of figuring out just those simple little things. What's the best business advice you've ever received? I would say it would be three things. Um, Bill Bartman um, who, like I said, was a self-made billionaire who started with nothing. When I met him, he was starting over. He still thought like a billionaire. It taught me an awful lot. Jay Abraham taught me really how to think outside the box, to look at problems and look at solutions differently. Uh, and, and that has always really stuck with me. So I would say, you know, think with the end in mind. Jay Walker who found a Priceline, taught me that. So I would say if there were three things, I would say that would probably be summarized as some of the best business advice I've ever received. What's something that's working for you right now? What works for me, and it works over and over, uh, no matter who I meet, I tend to, I have a five-step formula that I've used to connect with almost anyone. And whether I'm meeting a superstar entrepreneur or uh, it just doesn't really matter. But typically by making an authentic connection, that's number one. By number two, trying to find out what is most important to someone. And number three, helping them once I find out what's most important. And the fourth and fifth steps of this little formula I've created, which works over and over routinely for me, is good value creation once I've identified it and then having good systematic follow-up. So no matter who I meet, where I meet them, if it's someone in, in, of influence that I really want to make a uh, strong impression upon, I will go out of my way to do things that will be impactful, meaningful, uh, and create value for whoever that might be. And that works, like I said, like a champ. I met Lionel Richie at this charitable charitable event recently, and within maybe th- maybe 15 seconds, I said, hey, you know, Lionel, it's been a while. How are your grandkids? Something that he cared about personally. And then right away, I started talking about the charity that he cares about, which was cancer for, you know, helping kids with cancer. I said, I'd really love to help you. So the, those that always works well for me, really connecting with somebody and giving value first. That is just incredible advice, Larry. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I personally use Google Voice, but there's another service called PhoneTag. But either way, um, I used to listen to voicemail. And you know, at the end of the day, even if you have 10 or 15 minutes a day of voicemail, that's still 15 minutes a day. Um, I might listen to one voicemail today out of every 40 voicemails that I get. So the amount of time savings that I use by having Google Voice and or PhoneTag is just unbelievable. As a matter of fact, if you can save 15 minutes a day, that's the equivalent of about one full week out of a year. So 
uh, Evernote's a fantastic tool, but I, you know, those are uh, two simple uh, services uh, that don't cost much, uh, and, and Google Voice is free that uh, your listeners can use. Another uh, great application on the internet when I travel, I use a little free app called Around Me. And it tells me where the closest hotel or bank or gas station or restaurant. And it's just an incredible time-saving tool uh, to pull out, especially for people that travel like I do. So does Google Voice actually turn the voicemail into text? Yeah, it turns your uh, voicemails into text. Uh, There's other features, but for me, that is by far the best feature. Um, It's just a huge time-saver. I can't – it's awesome. As a matter of fact, you know, I've turned some super busy – uh, entrepreneurs onto the service and like they thank me, but and, and 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 going back to one of the things I talk about, which is value creation. A lot of times, creating value for others is just knowing of a tool or knowing of a resource, or like you mentioned, Evernote. A lot of times, it's sharing something simple, but could be have a profound impact on someone's business. It doesn't have to be big. Sometimes it's little things, but like I said, you know, if you if you're saving someone 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. That's like you know, that's like life changing, you know, over a course of a year. Like I said, that's a lot of time someone can save. I mean, besides the incredible content that you've been giving the entire interview, this is one specific reason why Fire Nation sticks around to the end of every interview is because they know they're gonna get these great resources. I mean, I have like over an eighty seven percent completion rate, which is incredibly high for podcasts, is because we have these really relevant, great tips and tools that, like you said, can really change someone's life. I would agree. I, I enjoy myself. That's uh, when we do our mastermind groups. That's like always one of the things I like to ask everyone: What's your favorite <laughs> tool, productivity-wise, that they're using? And everyone shares their ideas, and it's always awesome. I'd love to actually uh, offline hear some of the great uh, tools that people have recommended over the over the last year or so. Well, and I'll be able to send you a phenomenal link because I keep track of all of them. EntrepreneurOnFire.com/resources. All right. I like it. I will go check it out as soon as we uh, finish the interview. I love it. If you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be, Larry? You know, one of the books I've really enjoyed uh, is called The Power of Who by my friend Bob Bodine. Um, And another good book, uh, my friend Keith Ferrazzi wrote a great book called Never Eat Alone. Um, The one reason I like Bob's book called The Power of Who, he was a highly successful executive recruiter in the sports industry. And after years of traveling and you know, he noticed he had like 5,000 contacts and he had, you know, you know, tons of miles on American Airlines traveling all over the world to ke- keep up with these connections. And then he balled everything down and he noticed he had 87 people that were responsible for all his business. 87. He's like, why am I knocking myself out trying to go all over the world, connect with all these people and kill myself? to go connect with them when I might as well just spend more time investing in these people. So I'm a huge fan of less is more. Go deeper in the right relationships. And that is how I really try to live my life every single day. Invest into the, the right invest into the relationships that'll mean the most, make a you know the biggest impact. So I think that was a great book. And I also like Keith Ferrazzi's book, The Never Eat Alone book. That was a good book as well. Those are two great ones. And the power of who has never been recommended on Entrepreneur on Fire. So I'm excited to add it to our list, which, Larry, is entrepreneuronfire.com slash books. All right. I like it. So, Larry, imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. 
what would you do in the next seven days? Well, I think what I would do is depending on what business I was in, I would um, go online. I would try to identify some of the more influential people uh, in the space or the business that I was going to be going to or going in. And I would try to figure out a way of connecting with them, even if it's for a couple of minutes. And I would probably be retweeting them. I'd be <clears throat> engaging them in conversation on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. <clears throat> and and I recommend this a lot. If someone's new in an area, if they're in a local business, seek out the influencers in their market, just if nothing else, for 10 or 15 minutes on the ability to refer those people business so I can get a chance to know them. And I would try to become the hub of connecting people. And I would just do the same thing online. I could do it offline. And that's exactly what I would do if I was in a, uh, a brand new world where I really didn't know one. I would start from scratch, one person at a time getting to know what's important to them and connecting the dots, so to speak. Larry, you've just given us some incredibly actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share with us how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. Uh, the two best places that uh, someone could find me would probably be at LarryBenet.com. Or they can go to sangevents.com and they can uh, punch in and we'll send them the best uh, videos and, and speeches of all time from our Sang conferences from people like Tony Shea of Zappos and others. Um, and I guess I would just say, you know, on the one parting piece of advice, um, I would say be a giver as opposed to a taker. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, unfortunately, are mostly out for themselves and it's understandable but it is far easier but, and far faster in terms of building a relationship when you're able to connect with someone else and ask them, how can you help them, finding out what's most important and doing that. That will go so much farther, faster uh, in terms of building a relationship than it ever would trying to pitch or sell uh, a product or service. Um, so I would say, you know, last piece of advice, be a giver as opposed to a taker. The more you give, the more you get. That's kind of what we started the conversation full circle, uh, interview baby. with. Yeah, we'll come full circle to that <laughs> as well. So, uh, And like I said, they can go uh, like to LarryBenet.com and we will send them a free report on how to connect with anyone. Or they can go to the SayingEvents.com and we'll send them some of the best saying talks of all time, uh, which will help any entrepreneur since we've had some of the best in the world at saying. Larry, this is literally one of those interviews that I wish was an hour long because you've led such an incredible life, met so many incredibly inspiring people, and you've shared so much valuable content. On behalf of Fire Nation, let me just say thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Have an amazing day, John. I appreciate uh, being here and uh, sharing some content with your uh, audience. Rock on. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews. Neos Tim, Bo, Hying BL, James Founder, Zeb Wellborn, Chained to a Desk, A Lav U, The Doctor, and Five Cast Studio. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire, and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Fire Nation, I have an incredible opportunity for a select few of you. I have partnered with entrepreneur on fire sensation Woody Woodward and his publishing company. 
We are bringing together New York Times bestselling authors, including Tim Ferriss, Seth Godin, Barbara Corcoran, Gary Vaynerchuk, and others, and combining them with entrepreneurs just like you to form a book series titled Conversations with Visionary Entrepreneurs. This is an amazing opportunity to highlight your business and expertise in a way that will give you a competitive edge and position you as an expert in your chosen field. To find out more and to listen to Woody's and my conversation about the book opportunity, go to entrepreneuronfire.com slash author. That's entrepreneuronfire.com slash author. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.